Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite actors from film, television, music, comedy, Broadway, and more. And it is the Toronto International Film Festival week on the podcast. And so we are talking today with, well, all week long with amazing talent from some great films uh, for this film festival. Uh, Today we are chatting with actor Thomas uh, Olajide, and we're going to be talking about his new feature film, Learn to Swim, which is premiering at the film festival. And we're going to talk about the film and his career and just really his introduction into the world of acting, arts and entertainment and get to know Thomas a little bit better. Uh, Thomas, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, you have this amazing film called Learn to Swim. Now, has it premiered yet or it's getting ready to premiere? It's premiered already. Yeah. Okay, it's already premiered. Yeah. Okay, so good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the film because it's a very interesting story. I have not had the chance to watch it yet. I'm waiting on a screener, but I've right. heard amazing things about it and, and it just has gotten a lot of rave uh, reviews from what I've heard so far. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's the film's, uh, we're saying it's kind of like a surrealist drama in a way. It's a musical poem to me. It's about a Toronto-based jazz musician who does something kind of regrettable in his past. And in the present day, he tries to avoid his past and his history. And the more he avoids his history, the more his history kind of bleeds and seeps into his present, uh, which is for- which forces him to face his, uh, his inadequacies and his... Uh, his faults. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> very intriguing. <Yeah. laughs> it's a great film, and uh, you're a part of this with a, a phenomenal surrounding cast. And again, to even make a film, I say, is impressive. But then mm-hmm. to take this and have it be entered into one of the largest film festivals in the country, in the world, is a big deal. Yeah. How does it feel for you, Thomas, as an artist, to have a project like this and have it get such great recognition, but also to have it be a part of one of the biggest film festivals around. I mean, it's extremely gratifying. I mean, yeah, TIFF is one of the biggest film festivals in the world. And so it's, it's, it's an extremely uh, gratifying uh, thing to be, to be a part of. And, um, and it feels like a, a huge recognition of the collective work we put into the film. We did it during the pandemic. And most of the time, we kind of wondered if we'd even be able to get it done, let alone have it be, uh, you know, accepted into <laughs> to the Toronto International Film Festival. So it's it's a, it's a great thing, and you kind of hope that the work resonates with people. You never know, you know, you don't necessarily need an applause. Um, you just kind of hope that it speaks, even if it's in dislike. To be honest, you know what I mean? That's 
That's fine yeah. too. You know what I mean? But you just wanted to do something, so it's cool. It's interesting that you say that because you don't hear that a lot from artists. You know, mm. the the dislike part. You know, I mean, of course, I think when you create projects, I mean, the number one goal is for people to be entertained, but also to get something out of it emotionally, uh, perhaps maybe even on a spiritual level, depending on how you look at things. Yeah. And, um, of course, this film is very important to you. And so uh, it's very personal, which I think makes the art more desirable, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and to your point about, you know, you know, not not needing the applause, it's it's true for me. It's about resonance. I mean, there are some things that I've seen when I was younger, for example, and didn't necessarily like that I like now and and um, and that's because my taste has changed my perspective on life has changed and so it's not for me at least uh, for my idea of, of, of artistry I guess is is that you hope it resonates and if it resonates in dislike sometimes that's that's not because it, it didn't do its job it's maybe just it doesn't sit well with that audience member at that point in time yeah. uh, you know and that's fine that's what we're here for yeah I think that's a great perspective to have because you have to think about it in those terms because when you are creating art, it's something that is going to exist in the entertainment ether, so to speak, yeah. forever, right? It's yeah. not going anywhere. It's <laughs> yeah. there. It's for people to watch. Yeah. And regardless of what you may or may not think about it as a content consumer, it's there and I think a lot of times left up to the consumer or the viewer to make that decision, right? Absolutely. Whether they agree with the character's choices or not, whether it's good or evil, I don't think it has to be one or the other per se. Yeah. As long you just find yourself rooting for the character and wanting them to succeed, right? Regardless of whatever their plight might be uh, within the storyline. And, and here you have alluded to the fact that they're, are some choices that are perhaps made by the characters or character that you play <laughs> and sort of having to face that um, at some point down the road. Now, yeah. I want to make sure and, and understand and, and that people understand that you are classically trained. Uh, you began your training at the Brenda Critchlow Acting Studio in Vancouver, which is very, very well known. <laughs> um, and then accepted into the National Theatre School of Canada, which is and then conservatory. So clearly you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, I'm joking, but you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So what was it, Thomas, that uh, interested you in acting? What is your story? What what was the part that got you interested and gave you uh, the creative bug of storytelling? That's interesting. It kind of makes me think of my friend um, that I had in high school who, who had like trouble making like social connections with people he had always, he was always kind okay. of socially awkward and he could never it was like almost like a bridge that he couldn't cross with us and a bridge that we can cross with him there was always this misunderstanding happening We're like who is this guy and i remember one time in acting class he he had written a monologue and he stood up in front of the class and he stood up on the on the floorboards and he delivered this self-written monologue to us and I remember us kind of having this epiphany moment, kind of being like, oh, that's who, that's what he's been trying to say this whole time. And I know it's kind of esoteric to say, but for me, I had this great fear of being misunderstood. I have a big fear of being misunderstood. And so when I saw my friend who had been misunderstood 
by so many people suddenly be understood. I was like, oh, so that's what acting can do. Acting can also be a way of communicating to your community and revealing things about yourself to your community that sometimes you're not allowed to do um, in the everyday or in everyday interactions. So I feel like I felt understood by my community when I acted. Um, and that's what kind of drew me into it. It was, it was never really a part and it wasn't necessarily um, me seeing a certain movie or a play. It was more this desperate need to want to communicate and connect and not knowing how to do it in, in everyday life. Did that also have something to do perhaps about you being raised, how you were raised and growing up with family? Or were they supportive of your choice to do this? I mean, I mean, actually, at least on my mom's side of the family, they're almost uniquely artists. So it's actually okay. strange not to be in the arts. It would be weird. It would be weird if you wanted to go. <laughs> you want to be a doctor? Yeah, Why? Yeah, Why exactly. don't you just be an actor? Exactly. It's far, far easier. Exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. No, there was, uh, there, there was support in my family. But it, yeah, of course, it did have to do with aspects of my, of my upbringing and, you know, certain things that I was navigating as a young person and not, not knowing how to, how to articulate that or to share it with people. And, and, you know, like the character Desi and learn to swim, like moving through layers of grief and, um, and not knowing, you know, where to, where and how to express that. And so acting, acting did become an outlet for me to explore those things in a, in a safe, um, environment and not end up at the principal's office. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Now, this is kind of an obvious question, but it's a film about jazz musicians. Did you know how to play her prior to this, or was this all um, sort of the after product of, of creating a film? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to tell us if you don't want to, but no, I'm just it. more curious than anything. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I did do, uh, I played alto sax in elementary school. Okay. And then I played tenor sax a bit in high school, and then I and then I left band. I I, I just could not stand carrying that instrument around all day long. It was <laughs> okay. so heavy. So I, I had like a bit of a a bit of a kind of bass in the in the instrument, but it was it, it, it had been a while. And so I I got a coach, a saxophone coach by the name of Yves Charouest, who helped me to kind of reintroduce me to the fundamentals of the instrument and um you know how to hold the instrument what a saxophonist would and would not do and um and also to give me insight into the life of a musician because there's so much about that that i i just don't know and so he he helped me also just what 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 an what a musician does to get to the stage and and get off the stage is as much what he or she or they do on the stage and so uh so he helped me he was a big help for for this film that's great, especially when you can have opportunities to study amazing people like that and to really just dig deep into the persona and the character that you're creating. Yeah. And it, it also makes it believable, obviously, right? You know, <laughs> because you want people to believe what you're doing, which yeah. obviously they do because it has been extremely well received and mm. very popular. We sort of alluded and touched on this earlier on in our conversation about how yeah. films, you know, emote emotion and sort of convict people in certain ways. But 
obviously this film is very important to you. You've 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 stated that and that's great. So it's a love letter to yourself and there's a lot of things happening, but outside of being just generally entertained, what what is your hope uh Thomas for people to walk away with when they have the chance to watch this? Yeah, I it's funny. I I've, I've had that question a few times. I never ever have I never ever need the audience to walk away with something in particular. I have a general okay. hope that it connects. And again, that connection can be through liking something, but you can also connect to something through not liking it. And so all I hope for is, is that they connect to something. Um, and that there's something in there that resonates with them. And, uh, but in terms of like any kind of message that I want them to leave with is like something I, I find as an actor is not, is not in my jurisdiction. I, I kind of, I do the project, I do it to the best of my abilities, um, given where I am in my skill and, and you know, the, the limitations of the production. And then, and then we make the offer to the community and then it's, it's kind of out of our hands. Um, and I, I, I guess for me as an actor, I would find it presumptuous to, to say to someone, this is what you should take from it, because I feel like they're more than capable of deriving their own meaning from the experience themselves. I love it. I think that's a great response. I mean, because it really is not your responsibility for once you do it, that's it, right? I mean, as long as you can walk away and say, I've done the very best that I can and I know I can. That's it, right? And it's up to us as the audience to decide. Um, yeah, and that's the, and, sorry, uh, sorry to, that's great. Sorry to interrupt, but that's not to say that I don't think that that means that I can kind of just do anything and everything and put anything no, on stage. You have to be responsible no. and know what, at least know for oneself and, and and as a collective what we have to be able to invest in the story and know the you know what the story might be tapping into, and and how and be mindful of that. But but yeah, but after that. Um, it's up it's up to the audience. Amazing. I love it. Well, this film is called Learn to Swim, and it stars Thomas. We've been chatting with him. And this is not quite available for U.S. release right now, correct? I don't think not so. Not quite. Not but it is available in Canada for people to see, yeah. available streaming. Is there a, a particular network? Because we do have a lot of listeners uh, in that area. Well, right now, I think it's doing the film festival circuit. So it's, okay. it's playing um, in Halifax and Edmonton and in, in Vancouver. Um, Mongrel Media is also the distributor of the film. So it's going to have a theatrical release early next year. So you'll be able to see it in cinemas and uh, hopefully on iTunes soon. So, yeah. Yeah, iTunes. So if you don't have an iPhone, well, I don't think you need an iPhone. Just get iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, be sure to watch this amazing and fantastic film. Thomas, thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. It's been an honor chatting with you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for pushing play today and checking this episode out. Be sure to head over to Apple Podcast and subscribe to the show if you have not already. It's absolutely free. In fact, you could probably do it uh, just from the very device uh, that you are holding in your hand. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.